in the um, previous, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, I've had the, the experience, and I rather enjoyed it, of hearing two native French speakers uh, fill the room with uh, Gallic words. And uh, I'd pick out like one or two every once in a while, not enough to know what the heck was going on, but it just is a lovely sound. And I welcome back uh, Conductor Fabian Gabel, Maestro. Hello. So nice happy to have you to, with yeah, us. Happy again. to be here. And uh, next to you is a uh, is a fine cellist by the name of Nicholas Altstedt. Perfect. Hello. Uh, <laughs> hello, and and welcome. And 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 you've you've picked what are the odds an all French program? Yeah. For the Detroit Symphony uh, this weekend, two concerts Saturday night at eight o'clock. Sunday afternoon at three, and we'll get into the uh, the particulars in a moment. But uh, of course, the the whole French flavor of this orchestra goes back to the days of, of Paul Perret when he was our our music director. Do you still get a, a French feel out of the orchestra? I mean, it, I doubt there's nobody left from from those days. Yes, but, but uh, the, the, I think there there's an heritage. Um, yeah, definitely, because in, in in the way they play the the refinement and the articulation, uh, and also for the woodwinds, you know, it's very French music is very important uh, in, the, in the in the woodwinds literature literature, and I must say that uh, the brass woodwinds they they have this uh, uh, very particular articulation. And uh, also the, the the silk sound of the strings and the, and the, the lightness—it's very impressive. Yeah, for that repertoire, it's very enjoyable. Well, we 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 think so, but it's nice to hear that. Uh, no, but also the you know the first time when I've I've conducted the Detroit Symphony Orchestra for the first time, I I conducted La Mer, and uh, <laughs> I was blown away by the, the of course the quality of the reading first reading the quality of the rehearsal. But also the, the in concerts the, the uh, yes the refinement I think that's the the, the perfect uh, word for 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 that orchestra in that repertoire it's absolutely exquisite really well it's that's so wonderful to hear have have you been to the uh, the orchestra's library in the basement no 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 you should talk to uh, the librarians because I'll bet they've got some of Perret's Scores down there, marked I, I'm, up. I'm, I may s- steal them. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, they'll they'll keep an eye on you. Uh, your program this uh, this weekend has is it, I thought it was an interesting mix because the the first half has two pieces that are, are not necessarily um, household uh, uh, names. Well, the, the, the composers are, but they're not as well known as the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, I think, a good idea. Cesar Franck's, and, and please forgive me, Les Chaussures Maudits. Yes, the, uh, uh, the Accursed, accursed Huntsman. Hunt, uh, huntsman, yes. And uh, Dudieu's uh, A Whole Distant World. Right. Tout un monde lointain. Yeah, say that again. Tout un monde lointain. Tout un monde <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <clears throat> and it. And that's where we hear Nicholas. Uh, Nicholas Altstedt is the cellist who will be the soloist there. And although it's not called a concerto, it pretty much is, isn't it? Uh, it, w- it was written for Rostropovich? Absolutely. It was a time where Rostropovich asked 
everyone to write music for the cello and that's why also we have such a rich repertoire of cello in the 20th century and Dutilleux was someone who really took his time because he, uh, when he decided to write a piece he decided uh, when he wrote his first string quartet for example he said no to an opera he really took his time and he took um, a lot of time to write one of the great masterpieces here and it's one of the most played cello concertos nowadays of the second half of 20th mm. century. You know, and, and it's interesting in a, a venue where an awful lot of the music comes from the 1700s and the 1800s that this, this piece uh, was finished, what, 1970? Yes, it was written 1970. A very interesting time, actually, because there are, I would say, three grand cello concertos written in that time by um, Lutoswawski also in the same year, mm. 1970, and um, George Ligeti in 1966, four years before. And these three pieces have nothing to do with each other. It's like Wait. three different languages. Yeah, just, well, and, and indeed they were, weren't they? Yes, they F were. French, Polish, and uh, Hungarian? Is that yes, right? exactly, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, you've played this before. Yes. I mean, and you, the two of you have played right. this together before. In, in Hamburg in we did, yeah. yeah. I, I, I played it a few times, and with, with Fabian we did it in Hamburg at, uh, at the NDR three times, yeah. So you've, you've got all the, it's like a comfortable glove. I, would, I wouldn't say that because uh, it was two years ago, I think, and, uh, I, you know, Nicolas is, is a very versatile player and in constant research of, uh, in music and my expectations were to do something different and it was i think it was the case this morning when we rehearsed not not um uh, to repeat not dramatically different but um it's that what makes interesting a collaboration there's no routine and with nicolas there's no routine at all when we make music together we last week we played walton uh, it it was for me an initiation in with that repertoire And I must say, uh, Nicolas was the leader for this, you, you know. And uh, it's always interesting to make music with people you like, and mm. also the same mu the, the, the music we already played in the past. It's completely different. Um, I see this concerto for me. Uh, it's like a new piece, a new wow. approach. It's like a new piece, even if the notes and the, and the the the. the The message is still the, the the same, but the poetry is different this time, I think. Does that, does that say something about the composer in that there's enough elasticity in the piece that you can maintain the initial idea, but still... Exactly. Fine. But in terms of temp tempi, tempos, uh, in terms of uh, um, singing, you, you, you don't... I mean, Nicolas didn't play this morning. Like, uh, I thought he... He, he played last time and uh, it was very interesting also I, it needs more flexibility i think from my myself and but it's uh, it, it it's so easy to follow him because he has very clear ideas uh, i don't say that nicolas is predictable but that's not the, right. the my point but it's a, such a clever he's such a clever player so he, he, you know where you're going to with Nicolas, so it makes things very easy for me as a conductor. You know, sometimes with soloists, it's difficult because uh, the soloists are not clear. It's super clear. It's really, even if the ideas are different and, and, uh, and new, uh, it's always uh, easy to make music with uh, Nicolas, it, especially in that concerto. Does, at your first rehearsal at, mm -hmm. a, at a, an engagement, yeah. does he ever make you laugh? 
because surprise you with something and you go <laughs> in Hamburg when when I, no what no what, what Hamburg was first time no the, the first time was, was in London uh, London, London yeah, uh, exactly. with the BBC Symphony Orchestra uh, with Saint Saëns. Yeah. But we like to laugh. Um, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but outside the rehearsal, I think we have a very <laughs> friendly uh, uh, relationship, <laughs> and and uh, uh, we appreciate. Uh, I appreciate Nicolas a lot, and and uh, I try to to play as much as I can with him because oh. I, I love playing with him. So you're listening to Fabian Gabel, who will be conducting the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, we we need video in, in here, but uh, and uh, the uh, the guest soloist uh, Nicholas Alstedt, the, the cellist. You both though have uh, positions, which isn't unusual at all for a, a conductor to be uh, music director of the Quebec Symphony. You're also uh, uh, working with the French Youth Orchestra. Yeah, I'm uh, very proud of that. It's a, it's a very important thing for me that the French na uh, National Youth Orchestra, it's uh, uh, it's two sessions a year, you know, in winter and in summer, and uh, it's very uh, impressive the the, co the quality of this orchestra, and and I'm very happy to 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 play with them. I'm of course I'm happy in Quebec, but they are professional musicians. But the French National yeah, Youth different. Orchestra, they are between uh, sixteen. And I, I think 15 and, and uh, 21, 22. So it's uh, always impressive in concerts to get such a high level, you know. So that's why I, I just wanted to mention that. Of course. Yeah. And uh, the Detroit Symphony has a, a civic program with a lot of uh, young musicians about the same age. Yeah, uh, it's very important. And it must be exciting when you see a young person who's still figuring it out when the light bulb goes off and they realize, bing, oh, that's right. That's how I'm supposed yeah, to. It's, in, in the case of the, the French National Youth Orchestra, it's, uh, they are very well prepared. Mm. Uh, a few weeks before the first rehearsals. So it's the first rehearsal, technically, it's almost uh, impeccable. And uh, it makes my work easy too because I can only talk about music, and, uh, and there's fun. there's there's no um, technical problems to fix because mm. they are they are so well trained before, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, unfortunately in France it's not like in the U.S. There's no civic orchestras. It starts a little bit, but it's not the same level, and uh, but it will take more years, I, I think. Well, it's it, seeing young people uh, pick up the profession yeah, it's and, and, and do it so well yeah. is uh, is very exciting. Uh, and Nicholas, you've got a, a few prestigious posts as well. Artistic director of the Lockenhaus Chamber Music yes. uh, Festival and uh, the Haydn Philharmonie. What, tell me about the Haydn Philharmonie. I'm not familiar with that. Yes, that was an orchestra that was found in 1987 when there was still the Iron Curtain. And Adam Fischer, the Hungarian conductor, oh, yes. mm -hmm. he wanted to have an orchestra that plays at the place where Haydn composed in Esterhazy Palace. Because for the people who have not been there, it's one of the most beautiful concert halls in the world, I would say. Perfect size, and it's absolutely uh, preserved p 
perfectly. So even the wooden floor has not been changed. It's from 1770. Ah. So and it's a wonderful hall. And uh, he wanted Hungarian and Viennese Austrian musicians to make music. Uh, kind of through or um, though there was the Iron Curtain and founded this Haydn Orchestra. So it's people from the Budapest and Viennese orchestras that meet to play music by Haydn. And Adam did that for around 30 years. And um, that was a time where the orchestra asked me to come to play, lead some projects. I never planned to, to conduct, but then I was leading from the cello and then I realized I have to conduct a few things because it's not possible to do that from the cello and then um, they asked uh, me to to uh, continue when Adam uh, decided after 30 years to stop so since then I, I had been asked to, to work with them and for me it's a it's a dream because for every conductor uh, who wants to conduct an orchestra is the instrument and so I suddenly yeah. I had an instrument without planning to to conduct so for me a big gift do you, do you find it uh, encroaching on the time that you get to play the cello? If I find it, sorry, what? what? Do you do you find it taking away from you the time that you ah, get to play the cello? Uh, not at all, actually, because uh, the, with the cello, um, I do my, my work with the instrument, and when I conduct, there's so much work I do just with a score, and I do it when I'm traveling or at night or in between. Mm. So cello is daytime, I practice a lot, <laughs> and then uh, the, the rest I, I do at night. But I the conducting helps me to understand better yeah. the concertos I play on the cello because I start to study more the score. I see what I need to structure and learn and work on. And so the conducting is for me another school to get better as a musician. I, I would urge our listeners who can read music, and I know many of you can, to pick up a score. I mean, you, you don't have to start with the Mahler Eighth. I mean, you could, you could take a Haydn Symphony or a, a Bach Brandenburg maybe. And, and just start to teach yourself how to follow a score because it's it's really amazing to see uh, what the what these how these composers did it I guess the second half of the concert and I should mention that we're we're speaking about concerts at the Detroit Symphony this Saturday at eight o'clock and uh, Sunday at three in Orchestra Hall information at dso.org in the second half WC. Uh, and Ravel, the Nocturnes, mm -hmm. and La Valse. These, and, and these are, I think it's safe to say, highly characteristic pieces of these composers. And, and, and you'll be bringing on um, a choir, uh, wonderful singers for the, uh, for the Debussy, for the Sirene. Yes, for the last movement uh, called Sirene Mermaids. And uh, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard or conducted. Uh, in my life, this is one of the most, um, uh, one of the deepest and touching music ever composed. I think you know that, um, as I mentioned in the several times before. Uh, um, usually, we think that French music is just uh, it, this is not deep. This is, this is just about colors, about uh, effects, and uh, of course, that's the, a part of French music, but. Mm, this is much deeper. You have to dig a little bit deeper and, and to go beyond the, 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 the notes to understand. And, and, uh, and that's probably why this music is very difficult to, to understand and to conduct too, because uh, nocturnes are very difficult to, to, to achieve and to conduct. 
and uh, and Debussy is I think less and less played unfortunately except pieces like La Mer really yeah yeah the nocturnes are really played and uh, I think the orchestra haven't played that piece for um, more than a decade so which oh. means that uh, this repertoire needs to be played yeah. and uh, and we must have a reflection uh why this music is so difficult also but it's very uh, it's very enjoyable to listen to it's uh, it's like a dream really it's what what makes it you say it's difficult difficult for the musicians uh, how, yeah yeah technically it's difficult because uh, it's not um uh, always natural uh, mm. in, in 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 terms of uh, playing for some reason in in Uh, the way he, use, he uses the strings, for instance, maybe not in nocturnes, but in the later uh, late works, like jeu, sometimes it's almost percussion, you know, you have to play it constantly, you you, you have to uh, alternate between pids, arco, and collegno, a few effects, and it's it's not always as enjoyable to play as a Brahms symphony, where you have Long melodies or Tchaikovsky, mm. mm-hmm. but you 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 must listen to the, the 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 sound not produced by one instrument, but like uh, a full orchestra. It's like in painting, I would say. I di- I know that Debussy didn't like the term of impressionism, but it's exactly the same in 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 painting. If you just look at one part of a painting, it's not interesting. But it's when you move back, you see the whole thing, and it's uh, it's spectacular. And I think that's the same thing with uh, Debussy's music. That's a great analogy. You know, you, you just need to get away from yes, it, back it's, up a little bit. It's it's maybe an e- it's easy to say that, but it's uh, it's a fact. Yeah. It's a fact that, uh, that there's a, a correlation between uh, impressionism in in painting and Debussy's music, definitely much more than in Ravel. And with Ravel, yeah. Ravel's Lavals is. Mm-hmm. Uh, What can I say? A I crazy mean, piece. It, it's a crazy piece. <laughs> it is. And every time I hear that finale, I, I just sort of hold my breath and hope that they hold it together right to the end because it, it gets it gets as you say crazy. It's uh, yes, and and I was saying a few minutes ago that French music is much deeper than we think. Uh, La Valse is not just a uh, waltz like a Johann Strauss yeah. waltz. Uh, this the message of this. Ballet, ton poem, as you want, um, is much uh, more important. That that's uh, the the expression of the collapse of the the the, the an era. You know, the, the, after the first uh, world war, yeah. you know, the monarchies uh, collapsed in Europe, and and uh, humanity in many ways uh, um, was different after. The First World War, and and uh, that's the message of this uh, this waltz because the end is completely crazy. The the it's end is a, it's a, it's like a, a, a tourbillon, a well, well, carousel, well, or I don't know. How you I I always think of it as like a roller coaster. Exactly, you're, at the top, you're coming coming down and just taking the corners on two wheels. And, Yes, it's it's not it's not uh, a waltz. Of course, w- w- there are some beautiful tunes, but at the end, uh, you're you're attracted something. by something, and you're <laughs> That's, you're going a, to your. To, it's like a you're, vortex. Exactly, you're going to uh, to death. Wow, I think so. At the end, this is very. Uh, 
the Why? end of the world. <laughs> and I think that it, it was the message of, of this work. Of course, this is extremely enjoyable music and, and uh, you can have another vision. It's uh, allowed uh, to, to have something more positive, but the, the, the original uh, thoughts of Ravel were not that positive. Well, I, I assure our listeners that uh, the entire Detroit Symphony Orchestra will survive. And the conductor. Too, and the because conductor. <laughs> because it's one of the most tiring. It's only 11 minutes of music. Yeah. But when you finish the, 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 the piece, you're exhausted. And sometimes, uh, many times, I, I opened uh, concerts, uh, the concert with that piece. Uh-huh. And it's very difficult when you have uh, an hour of music remaining to conduct and uh, this is an exhausting piece to play for everyone in the orchestra, including uh, the, the conductor. Well, you picked it. Yeah, but it's one of my favorite pieces. So. And, and ours. And it, and it will be an exciting night and afternoon in Orchestra Hall. Two opportunities, Saturday night, April 28th at 8 p.m. and then Sunday afternoon at 3. The program begins with Cesar Franck's the Accursed Huntsman, followed by Dudieu's uh, A Whole Distant World for cello and orchestra. Nicholas Alstedt, the soloist there. And then Debussy's Nocturnes and Ravel's La Valse. It's going to be a, a magnificent program, um, and you, you should check it out. So I hope that you do. It's at uh, information at dso.org. And I want to thank our guests once again, Fabian Gabel. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Nicholas Alstedt, cellist, uh, and so much more. These guys are terrific. Go see them.